Welcome back, Darker Days listeners. This is Chig at Gen Con. I'm joined here today with uh, Martin, Freya, and just now joining us are two more gentlemen whose names I do not know. Sorry about that. Karim, oh, three Karim more Lumber, people. Uh, Cole Bergstrom and uh, Johanna Pettersson. We have a whole crew here. Fantastic. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys all joining us, taking the time out of your day here to join us today. Uh, I just have a couple of questions, two or three from the uh, the listeners of Darker Days community. Uh, we're going to start at the top with um, some original statements made when we were doing the initial development uh, were that the book was going to be smaller. This is a very large tome. It's a great tome. I've read through it. I, I, I like it a lot. Did the plans change or will later releases be smaller? Like, I don't know, maybe a LARP book will be tiny or something like that. Can you tell me what's going on with that? Yeah, I think the the core system is yes, like 16 pages plus the vampire system, so mm -hmm. still quite a slim read. But then also, when we realized just the massive material of beautiful art we had to the photo shoots, and also we did go back a bit of that because we realized we can have a comprehensive Vampire the Masquerade experience that supports multiple styles of play and that goes deep into certain subjects. So. We simply had so much great material that we chose to go for a 400-page book rather than like a 250 book that we initially aimed at. The Camarilla and the Anarch book will weigh in at around 200 pages plus uh, for each. Yeah, let's see about that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, some dissension in the ranks here. Yeah, because Pikia, yeah, if she's uh, developing and editing it, so we're struggling with the page count there. But yeah, I think some of yeah, compared to V20. Uh, it's still a fairly slim tomb, and also we have about 400 words per page. It's pretty light, and like we chose to go for beauty, great layout, and for that we needed a few more pages. And as you can see, we used every single page, including the inner cover pages in the end. I, I hadn't noticed that the uh, this used to be, or in, in the uh, review copy, this the the victims were in the back. So yeah. I like I like I didn't notice that they were at the front. Now I, I, I miss that. That's on me. Yeah, but it's great Both usability the front also. And the back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the front and the back covers? Yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah, because we needed, I mean, we needed to fit them in somewhere. Okay. So they went here, and then they go here. Mm. Oh goodness. So not a single sheet of paper is wasted. Yep. Wow. Fantastic layout, guys. Uh, let's see. Um, just announced, I believe here at the con, was uh, V5 Chicago. Uh, mm -hmm. And so the rumor has it, and you guys confirm or deny, or just tell me to screw off, uh, that there will be rules in there for the La Sombra clan. That is... I have no idea what they are talking about. <laughs> that is a malicious rumor spread by infiltrators from that most malicious sect. No, but seriously, um, yes, there most uh, will be rules for the La Sombra. They will play a part in the story. Okay. That is going to be uh, a big part of Chicago by Night 5th edition. So it's going to be, you know, a city book and a chronicle book. And the players' actions in that chronicle will determine the role that Azombra play in the future in their World of Darkness. So will these be rules that will be expanded upon in the Sabbat book? Or are these the, the full final rules, do you think? I know it's early days at this time, but... No, I'd say that these will be full rules to the extent that you can play them. Fantastic. All right. Well, that, 
That answers Chris's question. Yeah. There you go, Chris. <laughs> and yeah, I can also tell you that there will be a full new playable clan in the Camarilla book as well. So this is a beautiful thing where like when we give out the source book or an adventure book, having something that's real and actionable around the table and that adds to the campaign, I think is a beautiful thing if they are relevant to the story of that book. I don't suppose you can tell us which clan will be in the Camarilla book. We cannot. Let's okay, well, don't spill all the beans. No. Can't can't blame you for asking, guys. Yeah, <laughs> you, can, uh, you can have a poll, <laughs> like see if you, you can get it right. Okay. Yeah, we, we will I definitely some, do that. Some people are guessing already. Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. of course. <laughs> um, okay. So, how many core books do you plan to produce in house? You have mm -hmm. obviously the the main book, the Camarilla, mm -hmm. the Sabat. What'll, do you have anything else planned at this time? or Those are the ones that we have on the table right now. Okay. And in general, sort of our approach is to have the people best suited to write books, pitch them for us, and we license them for us. I know that Mofidius may have plans to do books uh, in their area of expertise. And, you know, yeah, Chicago by Night, obviously done by our American partners, and the people have written about Chicago for such a long time, plus Matthew Dawkins, mm -hmm. who's like our in-house lore expert. Good. So, for an American company to do Chicago makes sense, for a European company to do Paris or London and so on makes perfect sense. I think we should definitely get somebody who has never visited the continent to do Australia by night again. Just personal yeah. preference. Yeah. No, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. All right. Um, blood potency mm -hmm. in uh, V5 seems to be well received, as, as are the touchstones for the, uh, the elders. Um, nice. Does this make you feel more confident that you can take more ideas from the Chronicles of Darkness lines for use in World of Darkness? And does that make Chronicles of Darkness uh, not, uh, not only the perfect make-your-own World of Darkness line, but also a good place to stress test new systems and ideas? Ooh, that is interesting. Well, it's just, yeah. uh, that's things work a bit differently because Onyx Path Publishing are the ones doing the Chronicles of darkness line so uh, what their developers come up with is their own thing sure what we did when we went uh, when we wrote vampire fifth edition was that we looked at all of the previous versions of vampire everything from the first edition you know, from 91 up to v20 and of course also the chronicles of darkness vampire the requiem one and two and, and sort of try to see which systems worked and which systems worked less well and and merge it together into this uh, something that was maybe the best of all worlds okay. because um, I think the systems in Chronicles of Darkness have been designed more recently and have been made maybe with a little bit more thought to playability sure. and that was something that we really wanted back into Vampire the Masquerade. Especially post God Machine, there's been a lot of really, really interesting work done on Chronicles. But yeah, I think it's safe to say that we will not pick up any setting details uh, from Chronicles of Darkness because that needs to be its own thing and it should be that. But having the span within Generation to increase blood potency, we felt that that did not break lore, but at the same time gave some leeway uh, for improvement uh, in, in that specific way of thinking. Yeah, gen generation was often considered to be one of the main problems yeah. with the old lore, in that it was a great, uh, it was a great part of the, uh, sorry, uh, it was something that was a problem with the old system, because it was a great part of the lore, right. but system-wise, people felt constrained in, I mean, the players who wanted to accumulate power and search for power, that the only way they could actually increase in power or level up, as some people thought about it, 
was by committing diablery on somebody else. So we want sort of to create a bit more leeway in there, but still keep generation as, as a big part of the lore. So I think what we ended up with is a uh, good sort of middle ground there. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Is there any chance of a new line entirely after Vampire and presumably the other Old World of Darkness uh, lines have been produced? Do you guys have any any fresh, hot new ideas? Maybe maybe uh, sexy creatures from the Black Lagoon or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there have been discussions on if we would make a series of, say, eight World of Darkness games today, what would be the monsters that we would pick? Uh, that discussion has been on the table. Uh, we can't say much about it, um, but I think some of the Chronicles of Darkness choices were super interesting. Promethean is, for me, one is a, it's, it's a really, really nice it game. It is a fantastic game. Becoming human from being an artificial entity. And yeah, artificial intelligence and all that. I mean, there has been those ideas thrown around. It's nothing that is nailed down. There's nothing that we have decided. But the possibility that we'll find a one of the yeah, gothic or Victorian monsters that fit better into our times, it is definitely there. Okay. Good call. Um, on to some more setting information. Um, the Second Inquisition mm-hmm. are very compelling villains. Um, is there a source book or something maybe being considered along those lines where you could play them or other mortal protagonists? They will feature heavily in upcoming products, let's just say that to begin with. And with just a little bit of house ruling, you can build mortals with a, with a system. And do you want to say a little bit about the Second Inquisition in the Camarilla book? They mostly there for to to create more story for the main Camarilla. I mean, the Second Inquisition has really changed how the Camarilla functions. Uh, not only in like where geographically uh, their power bases uh, exist, but they've also really tightened in the Masquerade. And uh, so, in terms of story, there's definitely a lot happening now. Um, yeah, we do have a fair page count on the Second Inquisition in the in the Camarilla. We absolutely do. Awesome. Fantastic. And I'm not sure what house rules you're referring to. No, but I mean, you could house rule building a mortal with the five. Maybe you wouldn't need any house rules. Rule. No, 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 but you just need to cut out some parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You just not make it a vampire, then it's yeah, a mortal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The system is just very, uh, very flexible in that regard. Mm-hmm. So while we're on the subject of the Second Inquisition, um, have they wised up to any of the other supernaturals in the world of darkness? Will they be second inquisitors hunting werewolves or busting ghosts or? Mm, I mean, the like if you we, we like to take the approach of what would rationally happen if this sure. would happen in the real world. So the question is like, how deeply embedded with invisible structures would the other creatures be? So sure, like yeah, uh, Johanna, you have any thoughts on that? What would be plausible? Yeah, definitely, because when we think about how how the Second Inquisition uh, can, can find vampires. A key part of that is, uh, is this kind of systems modern surveillance agencies use, data analysis, uh, working with, uh, working with the internet companies who, who collect all this information and then synthesizing that information to detect patterns. And that's part of the lore. And because vampires have political power, that power, and they have money, and money and power manifests in these patterns, and that's how sometimes people in the Camarilla can be very vulnerable. Sure. Vulnerable. 
But then there is a huge difference. Let's consider a very wealthy, super connected, influential Camarilla uh, elder. That person is very, uh, like a very visible node in this network of data. And then let's consider a bone gnawer werewolf. Is that bone gnawer very visible in, in the network of data? No, <laughs> like not at all. Well, no, but so, there, so, there's so, also glasswalkers who who may be sticking out a little bit with their, their money and their corporations. That yeah, yeah, of course, of course. It's not a question of like absolutes, but a question of what, like what the broad trends can be. Sure, sure. And what kind of, uh, what kind of characters kind of uh, in, in broad terms stick out more. Okay. I, th I think it could be said that some werewolves end up in a dragnet in domestic terrorism yeah, and so on because of their violent acts. For sure, they would be on watch list for eco-terrorist activity and so on. Yeah. Sure. But then the question is also, what supernatural entities are cooperating with this second inquisition? That is, uh, I think that is the deeper question. What is, what is behind these tendencies to big data surveillance, these advanced pattern recognition systems? Gotcha. Who's sort of, who's pulling the strings there? And that's a question we absolutely have not answered in other products. We do have the answer ourselves, however. <laughs> Playing it close to the vest. All right. Well, Freya. Uh, this question's probably going to be for you. What kind of content are we expecting in the Camarilla book? Uh, will there be anything like regional variations? Um, anything like that? Maybe not not a, a prince and the uh, the Council of Elders, but another ruling group, or any any variations on a theme? Or what's, what what do we look forward to in the Camarilla book? I mean, that book is all about variation because we're really trying to show that there are many different ways of playing this game. There's a basic structure to the Camarilla and how it's like who's on top and how the court is put together. But we're really trying to show off a lot of different ways that that can look. And it like, might not be the same in every domain. And also, so yeah, it's a lot of examples mainly. Okay. And a lot of new inspirational material for, for storytellers and players alike to build on and take from what they like when they're you know, developing their own characters and stories. Yeah, I think the, um, the role of faith in the Camarilla is explored yeah. in a chapter. Uh, State of Grace was a module that I liked very much, which speaks mm -hmm. about how vampires deal with their um, the beliefs from the mortal days and how Christianity can avoid in world of vampire, but also like vampiric states like of worship of Methuselah and so on. So in the sort of the absence of the Sabbat, them having gone to the, the, the into the Gehenna War, full bore, there's a space for uh, spirituality and mythology to have a stronger position there. And that's one of the variants. I mean, I love that chapter. It was supposed to be, what, eight pages, but yeah. now it's 30, which is also where, where I was like, okay, let's see if this stays at 200, because... Okay, okay. I'm looking forward to it. How about the Anarchs book? Uh, what, what do we got to look forward to for, for the Anarchs book there? For the Anarchs, I think that the key thing is, is the way that... Uh, is the difference between how Anarchs and the Camarilla approach humanity. And for the Anarchs, it's, it's about uh, kind of living as part of human society. Maybe as parasites because they are vampires, but still very deeply embedded. For example, in, 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 in human subcultures, in human communities. And what this requires is that uh, is that uh, when I was working on the on the anarch material in the book, it, it requires a kind of a modernization of 
of what kind of things things are relevant now, because the the world the anarchs are living in is the world of today, and the communities and the subcultures and the societies that the anarchs are sort of part of and and that they are moving inside are are, are, are the modern ones. And, and the second important thing with the anarchs is 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 the broadness of uh, of of what the world of darkness can be from an anarch perspective. Because the Camarilla is still in the some sense an organization, and then we have the anarch movement, which is not exactly an organization, but a political political movement. And then beyond that, there are the unbound, who are all the vampires who don't really belong into any of these things, and that's also in the anarch book. So a key motivation was to was to go through a, like a massive quantity of different kinds of uh, vampire experiences, vampire game ideas, vampire play ideas, so that when you read through it, you, your head is sort of crammed with all of this thing that you can do. This kind of anarch game, that kind of anarch game, in a, in a global perspective. So the idea is that uh, is that uh, similar to uh, when I was working on it, was I was strongly inspired by a Beckett's Jihad diary, that also has that same kind of. Uh, perspective where you move around uh, different places around the world and what kind of things could be found there. Fantastic. That sounds like it's going to be another great book. That is uh, all the time that I had. Oh. we had scheduled today, and that's all the questions that I had, so that's I it. want to thank all of you. Uh, thank you all for joining me, and uh, thank you all for listening, listeners. We'll see you next time here on Darker Days. <laughs>